Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. I feel like I should do a cheesy intro since it's about YouTube. Um, hello, obsessors. Um, <laughs> basically, today we are going to talk about our YouTube subscriptions. That was my way of trying to make everything on theme. <laughs> But yeah, we're just going to sort of talk about the channels. We've touched on YouTube before, but this is going to be a much more in-depth um, episode and and as well as an update. But yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you want to add to it? I think that, uh, yeah, we've talked about YouTube many times and touched on some things, but we were going to do a whole YouTube episode like a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I think it was just when we were, I think we had recorded it, but it was when all of, you know, the drama that happens every few months on YouTube happened and it was just no longer relevant at all. So mm-hmm. we didn't publish it. Um, yeah. But I think today we can kind of go into more. Oh, yeah, because I was, like, mainly watching Shane then. Yeah, that's what we talked about a lot. And it, it would have been very weird to post somewhat positive stuff about mm-hmm. Shane right after kind of he got officially kicked off the internet. Yeah. For good reason. I mean, But, yeah, I guess we can start there because I was going to – we can maybe talk about kind of our history with YouTube and, like, when we started watching and who some of the OG creators we watched were and then go from there. So me, it was definitely Shane. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this a little bit in, like, another episode just kind of, like, when we brought up this stuff. But um, I think that a lot of it I did – like, now that I think back on all of that content, like, some of it definitely did make me feel very uncomfortable. And I can see yeah. now, like, I watched it – just because like it was kind of what was YouTube was always promoting. I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I was uncomfortable by it. And I can see how <laughs> every single, I can see how if I was not white, I would be <laughs> completely horrified. Um, and I now know, like, yeah. when I, I mean, I watched it when I was like 11 or 12. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to um, make my little kid self feel terrible about watching it. But like, I, I mean... Just like he did say in like his his stupid video he made, his last video I think he made where he was like, um, it was just everyone gave him praise for it and that's why he kept doing it. And like as stupid as that is, it's true. It was very highly well, watched and <laughs> at least everyone like, me, a lot of people did give him praise, but I can, the voices that didn't give him praise were so drowned out by everyone else that it was just impossible yeah. to have any other side of the story, so. Well, and even now still, I've been watching a lot of Bachelor content on YouTube and I'll God. get to that, but to me, Shane's old videos are a lot like South Park episode. It's this uncomfortable sort of over the line humor. And it's obviously different because one is going through a network and being like reviewed by multiple sources and one is just like an individual on their own. Mm -hmm. But I do think both like forms of content are are and were consumed by young people because they thought it was cool Mm -hmm. and parroted by them. Yeah. And that's like and I, I still, South Park makes me so uncomfortable. We watch South Park. Sometimes. Um, we do. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. but it's because it's, it's social commentary. Like Shane was just racist. Yeah. Like it's social commentary. And it's, no, for sure. It's a lot different. And, but That's it is I mean. extremely, I know what, exactly what you're saying though. I totally agree. It's, it can be very uncomfortable. And some stuff I'm still like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's a certain age group that will consume it and they parrot it without context. And I do think, I mean, I don't know. There's one episode or season of South Park that I love mm-hmm. and I think is genius. The one about gentrification. Mm. Yeah. Is like, and just so relevant. But then like, I don't know, whenever they do stuff with like Sarah Jessica Parker or whatever, I'm just like, Oh God, Ooh. they did. Uh, yeah, the uh, the way like the pandemic started in the show was disgusting and horrific mm. and awful. <laughs> so like, no, yeah. there's certain things that I'm just like, what the hell? But then there's other things I'm like, they really touch on. Then I'm like, damn, yeah. you're so right. And it needs to be shown in this over the top format because, you know, sometimes that's just what it takes. But yeah, I think it's a lot different because it is... I mean, even though it's an animation show, I'm pretty sure there's not, like, a lot of little children watching it. Well, Shane, like, had, yeah. like, Fred on his channel and, like, all That's of true. these super young... Like, it was meant yeah. for kids, really, and it was just craziness. And I guess I should say, too, I just don't like things that are kind of gross Oh, no, I'm... Yeah. Like, I'm definitely biased against that kind of thing, so... But anyways, not to get all deep, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a... No, that's a good comparison. I... But I'm trying to think... Then, like, there was the other side where... Of kind of comedic stuff that I thought was actually really, like... I loved Smosh, and I still kind of love Smosh. Like, I think it's... It's definitely a lot of people mm-hmm. don't watch Smosh anymore because it's really... I mean, Anthony left a few years ago, but he's been making his own amazing content that is so great that everyone needs to watch because it's so good um and uh but i yeah smosh was kind of like smosh and and ryan higa 
who he definitely had his own share of like racial stereotype videos, but at least he was Asian yeah. doing them. Like it wasn't like he was a white man dressing up in blackface. Um, and he addressed it before, like, yeah. <laughs> like not during a giant cultural reckoning, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I think that that other, like that was kind of my, and I, I don't know how long Jenna Marbles was on the platform either, but I definitely watched her as well. I've had like stints of, of all these people. I would kind of watch, I'm the same way now. I kind of watch them for a time and then I kind of phase them out and then come back eventually. Um, and with Shane, it yeah. worked out perfectly because he literally had phases. Like he went through completely different content shifts and like, obviously I watched him again, like once his, all those stupid like food videos happened um, when he was making all that insane content. And then he did the documentaries mm-hmm. and I obviously kind of came back again. Like, it seems like that's kind of how a lot of these, the, the creators as, you know, as horrible as Shane probably is. Well, he, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but like, I know he's put out awful content and awful things. And yeah. so like everyone around him is like, oh, he has changed. But like the stuff that it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and it's hard because you, I did follow him for literally, and I bought stuff from his and Jeffrey's collection. I was like, so it was just so intriguing watching that whole series and stuff. Um, yeah. But don't worry, I donated it. I was like, hell no. Uh, I don't know. I just think, I think the creators that stay on the platform the longest and have, as we have seen, have evolved multiple, multiple, multiple times and have become like different. I don't even think Ryan Higa is really producing a lot of, I think he's, most of these people are on like Twitch now. That's where like they, a lot of like the older YouTubers are on Twitch now and that's kind of where they have their majority of their Yeah. Well, and like part of the reason people have changed so much is because like they had to go from short form content to long form content because of ads yeah and like the algorithm completely favors the longer the video the better at this point i mean obviously you ha- there's like the 10 minute mark or whatever where that's when you can like start adding mm-hmm. ads um and that's like what the you what the algorithm will push but yeah i mean and i really love long form content like i'll watch podcasts the video form a lot more than i'll listen to them i don't know why it's just like because yeah. i'm always on youtube anyway so it just kind of makes sense for me to do that like i watch um simply analogical and ben's podcast <laughs> christine and ben's podcast i love okay. them so much so there's only, like, two podcasts that I actually watch on YouTube, um, and only one that I do faithfully. I think that's a really interesting, like, subtopic yeah. of YouTube, and I'm excited to get into that later once we're done. But then there's, like, YouTube, because I know that, like, YouTube Premium, you can, they have this huge thing where you can, um, you used to be able to do this where you could close the app and still listen, and you can't do that anymore because that's, yeah. like, a YouTube Premium feature, so they're really, <laughs> that was something I used to do, like, a lot in college, is I would, instead, like, if I wanted to listen to a video that maybe wasn't, like, a podcast itself, like, on Apple Podcasts, I could, you know, have it still playing in the background while I did other things, but now YouTube is like, nope, you're gonna pay for that, which makes sense because it yep. kind of, YouTube, music on YouTube is, like, a, I think people use YouTube, as much as you hear about Spotify and Apple Music, people use it, use YouTube for music, I mean... Mm-hmm. I used to use it for audiobooks. There's been, yes, there's so many, so many different things, little facets of YouTube we can talk about. But what creators did you kind of grow up watching? Same? <laughs> different? Um, different. As with many things in my life, the origin is Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> More specifically, Pottercast, the yeah. podcast that I still listen to that has handled all of J.K. Rowling's bullshit beautifully. They, the first episode they made afterwards, they, like, talked in depth about it and had a trans fan creator who's like big in the fandom come and talk um and and one of the hosts came up with this beautiful metaphor that it's like she took a shit in the pool you know we want to enjoy harry potter but then she took a shit in the pool we all have to get out and figure out what to do with this floating (laughs) turd so i think i started listening to the podcast and they did and following their website they had Mm -hmm. a new site that went with it and found um, the Vlog Brothers through that. Oh yes, of course. Hank had is the reason they like made it to the front page because he did a song anticipating the release of the seventh book. Um, and then a Harry Potter musical. They had the people who did that, which is on YouTube. Um, and then I think through the Vlog Brothers is where I started finding other creators. Like I started watching Michael Ronda and Charlie is so cool like mm. and lots of other British YouTubers. That's kind of mainly. I don't know why the Vlog Brothers were more connected to British YouTubers um but i feel like they were yeah or maybe it was because of michael um but yeah that's kind of how it how i started so it was a lot more wholesome content (laughs) i think than i was consuming yeah i mean i like i said i was like youtube started in 2006 so how old would we have been i don't know i was in middle school i didn't read the harry potter books until eighth grade okay 
And then I got deeply involved in the community, like, later that year. Yeah, I'd probably say, like, sixth or seventh grade, I got really into YouTube, and that's when I was mm-hmm. watching, like, content I probably shouldn't have been. Um, but I also, at the same time, that's, like, I guess towards, like, eighth grade and stuff, that's when YouTube was big. For, that's kind of when music videos started. Where did, were music mm-hmm. videos just on MTV before? Like, where the hell were they? <laughs> yeah, that's what MTV was. Okay, I just wanted, so, but, like, you just literally had to, like, I'm sure they were online somewhere, but, like, no? But... They existed before the internet. I know. So. I mean, I know that. Yes, I understand. It's it's weird because when you go back and watch like some old school music videos, they all like are from 2009. Like it's, that was like the year they put up all mm-hmm. the old stuff, like super old videos. I think it's, yeah, it's just so interesting because like Justin Bieber was popular around that time and that's when his videos exploded and that became like Baby is still one of the top uh, YouTube oh, videos yeah. of all time, <laughs> I think. So... I remember the cultural impact of that in our class. Oh, yeah. Some boys in our class recreated that music video. I knew the entire was... rap, and I would, I can still recite it to this day, the whole ludicrous rap from that song. <laughs> um, you gave me a flashback when you said music videos to shoes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was, like, fifth grade, I think. When was, when like was Leave Britney Alone? <laughs> still I now. I mean, it's very relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so, I remember I followed him for a while as well. Um, Chris Colfer was his name, I think, is his name, I think, um, who did, who did the Leave Britney Alone video. That's, that's, Chris Colfer's the name of the guy in Glee. Oh, Chris Colfer. You're right. What's his name? I want to see it. I want to figure it out now. Chris Crocker. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware. I think the only like early viral YouTube thing that I was aware of was, um, shoes i remember more like viral like if i think viral i honestly go to vine first instead of youtube because that was like more when i Mm. when stuff started going i guess i didn't watch enough like viral content because what was viral content back then it was so it was almost like vines were on youtube because we talked like how this it was so short form compared to now where you can't just post a 30 second weird ass clip on youtube Unless it's like a Vine and then people receive Vine in the title. You're like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but now YouTube has all these like little short. Oh yeah, like, they have like stories now basically. Um, but they like come up as. But they big... last for several days. Yeah. And they come up in my YouTube. subscription box. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Like it's so, it's weird. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. Oh, Tyler Oakley was one of my OGs yes. too. Yeah, definitely. There's just so many. There's so many. I used to watch, I was trying to think of like other gay creators and if maybe YouTube kind of introduced me to a lot of that world. <laughs> like what it, I don't know. Cause like I, I followed Michael Buckley. He did like the Hollywood like news reports all the time. And I think he might still be online. I don't know where he is, but. I think a lot of creators wound up, if they weren't out initially like Tyler, they ended up coming out. That like was a Hannah. huge thing. It's like all the coming out yeah, videos is a big... <laughs> yeah, huge. Joey, Connor, mm-hmm. Shane. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's fiance was from BuzzFeed, right? Yeah. Are they married? I don't know. I don't know. If they got... I, I think they maybe postponed their wedding for now because of COVID. But And, and then, um, what's her name? Ingrid as well. Yeah. Um, there's so many, yeah. so many awesome creators that have come out. And like those... And um, uh, Nikki Tutorials, that video was beautiful mm-hmm. and insane. And... That's interesting to think about because... It's not like celebrities don't, like, enter the public sphere with people assuming they're straight and then they end up coming out. But with YouTube, it's, like, a produced moment that sort of follows the same kind of content we're used to seeing them in. Whereas, like, movie stars can't, like, I guess some could, but most can't just, like, make a whole movie where they come out. So that's interesting, and I think it's been super impactful I mean, my my coming out was never, I don't know, I think it's different if you're, like, on the bi-wavelength because mm-hmm. it's, like, a half thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, like, because you can, I mean, I think it's it's different when you can basically be in a straight-passing relationship and, I mean, you can yeah. be married to, you know, someone of the opposite sex and come out and it's, like, oh, okay. But, like, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's a little bit... It's like, that's why I was, I was so shocked. I think most people were with, with Nikki because that was not something like one really expected. And it was such a beautiful thing. I don't know. There's so many amazing yeah. and I'm, oh my God, wait, we didn't even talk about Dan. What the fuck? Like yeah, the most beautiful Phil. video ever. And, and then Phil's like 10 minute one that was like, yeah, I'm gay too. But like, I can't beat that. <laughs> so that was it. That was so cute. Dan and Phil were obviously yes, huge in my, in my, uh. In my Both life on YouTube. Ours. Both of ours. We adore them. While we were living together, I think. Yeah, but I, like I had been watching them for though. a while as well. Yeah. Um, but they're just, they're so cute and iconic and we, we love them always. Um, and I love that they're making content again. Yeah, at least um, on that stupid stereo app that everyone's using or everyone, every YouTuber yeah. is like promoting right now. Um, but at least they're putting I some know. videos up as well together. Um, 
And I want to read his book. I'm sure it's great. I don't know if it's out yet. Oh my god, Phil did... Yes, it is going to be really good. Um, Phil made this video that Dan, like, was filming, I think, and he did some, like, talking from behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I think maybe you saw his foot at one point, but it was about this pigeon that lives on their back porch, and it just... And how they um, noticed his leg was hurt and trapped him and took him to the vet, and then... Oh yeah, I think I saw... that's like one of the best videos I've seen in a while I think um and I guess I mean it's all in evolution like we talked about the channels we were watching as young kids and then I got more and more into YouTube I think the vlogbrothers were still like my main like I've seen them um when looking for Alaska came out I went to the book tour wow um and got stuff signed whatever and met them I'm trying to think those are the only YouTubers I've met is them. I guess so. I have I met I've seen I saw a couple of my favorite like movie reviewers when I was at D twenty three, but I didn't I didn't meet them. I saw them. Mm. they were like a f- couple feet away from me because they were doing like videos. <laughs> but that was it. I don't think I've ever I don't I think did, I've met a YouTuber. I did go to um Other than Robbie. YouTuber, Robbie has is... like eighty subscribers. He's a YouTuber. <laughs> Other than Robbie, that's about it. I feel like when you were talking about Britney earlier, I was like, I feel like he should be here. Oh, that would be interesting. I still haven't watched the documentary. Maybe we should watch it and have a whole episode. You haven't? No, I haven't. I'm not good at that. I've only been watching. Yeah, we should definitely do that. I was gonna say we should wait until like any news about the uh, case, like whenever there's next development. But if you haven't watched it yet, I haven't. I I've just been too busy. But yeah, that would be awesome. But yes, YouTubers we've met. I've met zero. Yeah, I guess I've I went to a Star Kid performance. That's interesting. I've seen my two like origin, yeah, YouTubers. Um, but I think the reason I was talking about the way things change is because the first big and I believe we've talked about this before. It's hard to remember if it was in the video in the episode that we didn't put out or not. But the um, like our freshman year of college was when Sam Pepper. Yeah. The allegations against him came out and Alex Day and all of these YouTubers who were being like creepy, pedophilic, abusive assholes with young girls. Yeah, and I think that um, totally with that, it's like these these like real the like trying to be more real prank channels ended. Because now there's like these prank mm-hmm. channels that are so overly produced and it's like the most I think it's just for kids where you but it's so obvious to adults like these aren't real. But like that kind of real life yeah. content was totally like almost done after that. Especially then when like not I didn't watch them, but the two the boyfriend and girlfriend who had dated or worked mm-hmm. together for years and they had the whole channel where they pranked each other, then they broke up and it was like this huge thing that sent ripples through that <laughs> whole community. I'm sure. So um I still think that kind of thing trends on Facebook. <laughs> unfortunately yeah like the weird facebook watch oh um, those videos are but i so weird yeah i don't think at least in youtube circles that people get the kind of get to the kind of power and influence yeah when they're making that kind of content as they did before but that was crazy because like sam had done collaborations with like zoella and alex had dated carrie hope fletcher who um, zoella's a beauty blogger mm-hmm. who like creates very wholesome content and then Carrie Hope Fletcher's um in London I don't know where she's from actually but again like a nerd cute girl Disney yeah kind of person um animation Disney like she's very into Mm -hmm. that not like not like a Disney channel person (laughs) yeah you mean like Jake Paul (laughs) he was on Disney channel Uh. yeah (laughs) um Jesus but yeah I think so that was a interesting moment um, and it was, YouTube is always embroiled on scandal now, but I, that was the first moment of scandal that I was aware of, I think. Yeah. Like, huge. And I think the scandals now are mostly, have mostly just been in the beauty community, <laughs> at least like for the past, mm-hmm. I mean, the major ones. And it's obviously. like small potatoes compared to. Yeah. Like whatever, like someone promoted something that is antagonistic towards your brand or like someone yeah. made offensive content. Like even if. Like, obviously, the the offensive content does have real-world implications Mm -hmm. and impacts, and it shouldn't be continued, but it's, like, nothing compared to actual physical in-person abuse. Yeah, I I mean, I totally Um, agree. I think that a lot of people 
though if you make that kind of content there's an argument to me that that kind of stuff is happening like in some way but we don't know or have proof of it Mm -hmm. like with all the stuff about you know kids and Shane and his animals and what so yeah like we don't know um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah but the whole I do I obviously once kind of um I guess it was just that whole wave of was there actually an inciting moment um with the whole Okay, so yeah, it was. It was, like, Tati basically making the video saying that it was all Shane and Jeffrey that caused her to screw with, with James Charles. With Shane? And then he just kind of, everyone like brought up ins- all his own content, and they were showing so many clips, and people were like, oh my god, I didn't even know he made this content. People that started watching him now had no idea, which yeah. is crazy to me. Well, I think it coincided, too, with um, the Summer's Black Lives Matter movement, I yeah. think, for the first time. The Smith time, family talking it's... about Shane was crazy. Even though it's been an issue for all of American history, for some reason this summer, like, companies and institutions, corporations, whatever, and I guess brands, and I think some YouTubers, the big ones, count as brands, um, like, took notice and were either, and people took notice and either held people accountable or got them out of their space and I think that's why all of that happened at once on YouTube. Because it happened to other places, too. Mm-hmm. And it was all varying degrees. Like, Timothy De La Ghetto changed his handle mm-hmm. to yeah. Timothy Chaturangsu. Um, I didn't even know that. That's okay. Yeah, Chaturangsu is his real last yeah. name. And De La Ghetto's uh, reference to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm-hmm. it's like um, during a poetry slam or whatever, Will Smith calls himself, like, William De La Ghetto or whatever. Um, yeah. And, like, he didn't need to do that, but he, I think he just felt, I, I'm i glad he did it, and I respect that he did it, and it was something he had already been thinking about beforehand. Um, and, you know, he's married to a black woman, and now he has, like, a mixed baby or whatever. He's, he's uh, that's the kind of, like, informed community-based social conversations that I think are ultimately like well done yeah I guess I can't it's so hard we could talk about that part of it forever like the the distance between Jenna Marbles and Shane Dawson's like handling of that Mm -hmm. is wild yeah and just Um, I understand like the whole myth thing attacking Shane had nothing to do with race it was worse than that it was disgusting child shit (laughs) but um yeah it was but it definitely I agree that it was kind of all embroiled in that time and it made sense for it to I don't know, do we, should we start talking about what we watch now and then we can kind of connect the past to the present? Yeah, like I said, I've, like, go through phases a lot, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so. Don't we all? I mean, I am subscribed right now to a bunch of K-pop groups, just because that's where they put out their music videos, um, and other content, um, but other than that, I'm really not subscribed to, like, any music, because, like, it always goes on featured or the homepage anyway. Like, I don't really see a point in subscribing mm-hmm. to, like, just channels that post music videos. Remember, was it, is it still a thing, v- Vivo? Like, I think it's... I don't know, actually. I think it's just some music videos still have it. Like, I think it's just that the artists themselves, it doesn't say it in, like, the channel name anymore. I, like, what even... I don't even know what that was. <laughs> um, yeah, they did, like, a transition to where artists have their own... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I follow really just, like, the K-pop groups because they post other content other than music videos. Um, I f- Like interviews and stuff? Yeah, they'll do interviews, like, BTS okay. posts all these little clips um, and, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, and, uh, I don't know, yeah, they'll do a lot of different, a lot of different things. Um, I follow a lot do of... Do you have any... Go ahead. I was gonna ask if you have any recommendations, because, you know... I was a big One Direction, Five Seconds of Summer fan, and I feel like I got to the point with actually both of those bands, this is so embarrassing, that, like, I watched every single piece of content on YouTube of them speaking. Yeah. Like, there was nothing new that I could consume, and so I had planned, or tried to do the same thing with BTS, but the amount of content out there is, like, not the same. I think part of it, too, is because a lot of it has to be, like, translated or whatever and you can't just have it on in the background yeah that's kind of the struggle um, with because it's like that's i work basically with youtube in the background all the time and it's like well i have to read this and while the tra- yeah. i'm so grateful that the bigger groups have like their videos are translated like right away because i guess they have people in the company that do that um 
so it, that's nice. But some other stuff, I'm like, well, it takes like a few days or a few weeks <laughs> to have the English subtitles. I'm like, I can't understand this. Um, but if so you're I was wondering if you had any <sighs> tips, hot tips, but apparently not. If you, I mean, if you're wanting to like get into BTS's content instead of watching like the little YouTube videos, they have um, once a week. There's a show that airs in Korea called Run BTS, which is like their um, it's kind of like a challenge-based show. I don't think I've ever watched a full mm. episode, but it's on, um, it airs on V Live, which is like there. I've talked about this before. It's like the, where kind of all the K-pop groups go live and stuff. It's just another video platform. Um, oh, cool. and that's where kind of, I think BTS will usually post their lives like on the YouTube channel, but Run BTS is not, isn't, I mean, you, you can watch people upload it to YouTube, but if you want to watch it that's where it is but it's yeah it's like an actual show that airs on on tv um because a lot of that's like a huge part of k-pop is tv shows and like variety shows and mm. like my second pretty much favorite group of all time they got started like through a tv show like it's all like reality tv shows and it's crazy it's so weird mm. um speaking of that the bachelor is terrible uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but yeah, so K-pop stuff, and I follow some channels that do, like, K-pop, like, recommendations and stuff, just to, I don't know, so I can broaden my horizons on the types of music I listen to. Um, and I'll do, like, little short videos that just have, like, different songs that they are liking at that time, or songs that fit this mood, or whatever. And it's it's cute, so. Yeah. And there's so many channels like that. And I follow a lot of gaming channels. I've never stopped following gaming channels, movie channels, and Disney channels. I've, like, always followed um, and I've gone in and out with like other genres. Like I've used to follow a lot of beauty YouTubers. I do not follow any anymore because <laughs> like I don't even wear makeup. I don't care. And so many of them are problematic and terrible. So um, I just stay away from that. But <laughs> um, if you ever decide you want to wear makeup again, follow the drag queen. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. They're always on my like homepage, and I oh, it looks fan. Th- that content looks fantastic. Um, <laughs> let me see. I. I've also started following, like, random uh, anti... What's it called? Like, random channels that um, talk about Christian fundamentalism and, like, all of the different cults and, like, super interesting stuff that is so interesting. Interesting. Um, One of them is Fundy Fridays, and she's small, but she's growing very fast, so go follow her. She's great. She just, like, does her makeup while she talks about different YouTube channels that are really problematic that are, like... Shut up what sorry that sounds incredible yeah um and i followed a couple other um let's see and i also follow goddess gray who i found through um a couple of these channels where she's a christian but she's like very progressive and she her whole goal is to you know talk about these terrible fundamentalist christians that just spew hate and that's all they do um basically so i think i've been like really weirdly into that side of religious youtube which is so interesting um and it's because i've always loved watching stuff that has to do with polygamy and like cultist shit and like people the i used to i would watch like escaping polygamy that show and it had they posted a bunch on youtube so i watched a bunch of those episodes it's just super insane how some people live their lives and just how you can get sucked into a cult so easily and it's just like wow humans are just crazy so yeah um yeah i've been Watching that, I do watch a lot of ASMR, especially when I'm working. I really like, um, it's just like something, I'll watch it sometimes to fall asleep, but it's more just kind of like background, because um, yeah. it helps me focus sometimes. Um, and a really awesome woman I just found is April's ASMR. She's like the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life, so. Um, I've always been subscribed to Good Mythical Morning and Good Mythical More. <laughs> Maybe it's the okay. North Carolina, North Carolina to me. Their content, yes. like, they're one of the channels that's like, have they've done other things, but their, like, main content has, like, never changed, and they're just as popular. <laughs> it's like, they've never, it's crazy. They freaking performed at the state you, fair. I mean, come on. You don't get bigger than that. <laughs> uh, in North Carolina. Yeah, I saw the naked, <laughs> I saw the naked brothers band at the state oh fair. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't seen any state fair shows. I go to the state fair. I don't pay attention to any of the weird acts. No, it was, Brenna, it was so insane. I just have to say, which is funny, too, because Nat Wolf is now, like, very dear friends with John Green. Yeah. Um, but 
it was like a long time ago when they were still teenagers. My sister was in love with the the younger brother. Oh my god. Um, but there were like 30 people there in the audience. Um but they went so hard and that wolf like came out into the audience and like ran across the chairs and one of the chairs he lost his balance and almost fell on my mom and had to like grab her shoulders <laughs> to balance himself. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know the story at all. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. See, I didn't go to I didn't start going to the state fair until like high school, so I don't think that they would have been way too like the Naked Brothers band was out when we were so young. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, Mary Kate was like like five or six or something and she got a teddy bear signed and i have this video of her being like look alex signed this he's gonna be my husband <laughs> oh my God. that's so funny <laughs> uh, oh oh my god um <laughs> sorry you're fine that's amazing um i also i have such a weird variety of channels i follow i follow like um some whatchamacallit um some chronic illness YouTubers, because I think it's so interesting seeing, like, oh. people... This one woman has, like, really bad migraines, but they're not, like, the typical migraine. They're, like, she basically goes in... It's just so weird. It's, like, you get... Um, there's just a lot of things that you kind of don't think about, and then these people are showing, like, everything they deal with every day with, the, like, all their medical supplies they have to buy. It's just super weird and interesting, and... Um, it's... Should I be a chronic illness YouTuber? I don't know. I mean, anyone, I mean, anyone with a chronic illness can be. Go for it. But That's like, really cool. it was, yeah, I just found all these channels and I really enjoy seeing a different, I think it's just, I mean, the whole basis of like wanting to watch other people live their lives is because they're like different than you and they go through different things mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. Um, yeah. And then I've started following all of these, like, productivity, like, study channels, because it's just so interesting seeing all these, like, and all of them are into K-pop, because a lot of them are, um, I don't, a lot of them are Asian. <laughs> Almost every single one I follow is an Asian girl, and they're super into K-pop, and they're always, like, doing the most aesthetically pleasing things, and it's just so pleasing and comforting, and, like, <laughs> it's the best content. I love it. It's super relaxing. Um I don't know. I do follow a couple drama channels. I have to admit, that's kind of how I learn about, like, drama that, like, all the beauty drama without actually following any of them anymore. Um, yeah. I think that's a good, honestly, from, like, an ethical standpoint, I think that's yeah. kind of And they're like, the, they're, like, the channels that are just super, like, some of them will do, like, in-depth, like, documentary-style videos about certain things, and other one, then another one will just, is just, like, super straightforward, and there's no, some of the drama channels are insane, and I, but, like... <laughs> I think that uh, I have a good, a good mix. Um, I do really like, like, I'm not a big fan of vlogs anymore, but I do, or like oh, my vlogging, uh, whatchamacallit, like the, I mean, as we've talked about before, vlogging has changed so much. So I think it's mm-hmm. the vlogs I do follow are like people that I followed for a long, long time that I really love and I connect with them. Like I follow a bunch of Disney Disney vloggers who go to Disney and like obviously that's makes for a more interesting vlog than just being around your house um mm-hmm. but like the Tim Tracker is one of my favorite YouTubers their family is the absolute cutest and he is a a Florida based YouTuber there's like a whole group of all these YouTubers that are all Florida Disney YouTubers that I follow um because hmm. you know I love it and I can't what have they been it. doing lately it's been open it's been open for months Right. Well, I guess, I mean, when everything was shut down. Um, I mean, they do other... It's not like they're just... They they did a lot of, like, home vlogs, and they had just had a kid, so, like, they spent a lot of time filming oh. him and, and stuff. Um, and I also, I followed a couple, like, art channels, just because, like, I'm trying to get back into, like, some crafts and stuff, and it's it's fun, satisfying, and, and cool content, for sure. Awesome. I don't know. There's so many... There's a mix of everything. But I think that... I also just follow some, like, medical YouTubers in general. Like, Mama Dr. Jones, the OBGYN that's become really, really popular. I follow her. I used to follow Dr. Mike until he had that COVID scandal, and we hate him now because he's stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I follow some... Is that the hot one with the black hair? Yeah. Basically, he, like, oh. he went on, like, a yacht for his birthday or something, and he's been preaching all about COVID, 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 and then <laughs> he, like, 
didn't seem not a doctor didn't really seem to care and then people got really mad and what the fuck yeah that was a whole thing oh my god it was a whole thing with like all the it was a mixed in with all those other youtubers that were being insane and uh meanwhile homie dr alex from love island was like in the nhs like doing covid like youtube daily vlogs about em- like emotional stress and how he and his girlfriend were living apart because of to keep everything safe yeah i ended up what? following another doctor instead who i love and what is his channel it's i think it's like medlife yeah medlife crisis instead of midlife crisis he's great he's That's a british cool. he's a british cardiologist and he like always tells it like it is and he's so funny he did a tier list video of human organs and it was the, one of the funniest things i've ever watched in my entire life uh, <laughs> and he saved like three people on planes before like dr mike can't even he's probably only saved one on a plane <laughs> Wait, what is this guy's name? I'm sorry, I'm like taking notes. Um, I want to see Med Med Life Crisis. Med Life is one word. Oh, that's him. Yeah, he's great. Um, he's just so funny, oh. and he did a lot of like legitimately. I mean, Doctor Mike did a lot of COVID content that was like based on science and stuff, but like now it's like well. But then he went on a fucking yacht. Yeah. Um. So. I think it I'm was... sorry, the people from Love Island are some of the most selfish people you'll ever encounter, but Dr. Alex would never. <laughs> I know, right? And then, let's see. Uh, I also follow, like, a plastic surgeon who I love. There's so many... There's so... I There's too many channels. There's, like... Dr. Pimple Popper? No, I don't. But I, I, I love her, but, like, I can't watch that content. I don't, I don't really like... To, I watch people reacting to it sometimes, but I don't watch that content itself. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then, like, the Try Guys, I loved to pieces. Um, still follow Smosh, still you, follow... You don't still? Simply Nailogical. You said loved. No, I love the Try Guys. Love to pieces. Um, Smosh, Simply Nailogical, Saturday Night Live, gotta subscribe to that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That way you don't have to stay up till midnight. <laughs> yeah. Um... Molly Burke, I love her. I recently subscribed to her again. Um, she's the blind YouTuber that became famous through Shane's videos, kind of. Or she, yeah. like, grew a huge following through Shane's videos. But she's great. I love her. Um, I follow Martin. Uh, he, like, made me subscribe to him, even though he does not post any content. Uh- <laughs> Martin, your boyfriend? Yes, Martin, my boyfriend. <laughs> um, last Week Tonight with John what? Oliver. <laughs> okay. Um... A couple, like, really awesome commentary channels. Jarvis Johnson is fantastic. Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez are kings. Um, they're both from Vine. Drew Gooden's the one with the the road sign, road work ahead. I sure hope it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Good Mythical Morning, blah, blah, blah. Defunct Land is an amazing channel that makes the best content ever if you care about old like Disney and old amusement parks and like old rides and stuff. They basically, he, he basically makes content. That's all about, he makes like huge, amazingly produced like documentaries about different attractions and theme parks that have closed or are basically defunct now. That's the whole premise of it. So Dan and Phil games, which I wish they posted something on there. Good God. <laughs> I follow Buzzfeed Unsolved. About- I found Buzzfeed Unsolved like during, I didn't find it, but I started watching it during quarantine, but like they don't actually post any actual episodes. Like they'd post all this random shit now because I think it's between seasons and I'm just like, I don't want to follow all this other stuff. I just want to see Shane and Ryan. His name's Ryan, right? I think it's Ryan. <laughs> anyway. Do you follow Dan and Phil Crafts? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Have they post? they just posted like once every April Fool's, right? Oh, I don't know. I just remember when it came out because it was the year we were living together. Oh my god. Um, and then Anthony Padilla, which I said you need to follow him like a million percent from Smosh. Um, he uh, basically makes all these videos where he just talks with different groups of people. So like, for instance, he's like, I spent a day with human, human trafficking survivors. I spent a day with ex-social media employees. I spent a day with school shooting survivors. Like, some of them are more happy than, like, I spent a day with COVID, yeah. COVID vaccine recipients. I spent a day with people with ADHD. Who, me? Yeah, you. Who, me? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> I spent a day vaccine with drag queens. ADHD? It's, it's a lot of Who, me? Cool Just kidding. Anyway. Brenna, should I be a drag king? You should. I'm done now. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> 
You really should. I'm seriously thinking Drag kings are the coolest that, like, so cool. I would want to be sexy, though. You could be sexy. But I'm skinny. Though I guess most of the men I'm attracted to are very skinny. I want to be like Steven Tyler. Oh, God. He's scary. (laughs) Why is that scary? He's scary. Just his voice scares me. (laughs) Steven Tyler? His voice. (laughs) What? Yeah. The Walk This Way guy? Yeah. The Scarves from American Idol? Yes. His voice is scary. What about his voice is scary? What about his oh voice God. is scary? Let me find a creepy clip. No, for me, he is oh. from Rock and Roller Coaster from Disney. He's not from American... No, he's from American Idol for me, too. <laughs> well, I said Walk This Way first. Yes, I know. He just, like, has such a high voice. And he looks... He looks like... I don't know. Wait, is his singing voice or talking voice scary? I guess singing. I don't know. I just heard somebody, like, used a Steven Tyler reaction in a video, and it was scary and loud and scared me. <laughs> Girl! I mean, I loved him. Don't get me wrong. Okay. So a lot of the people that I'm watching or want to watch, they don't post every day, but I want to watch them every day. Yeah. Like, the people I'm super, super into right now are all either like pregnant or having babies same but it's like i started following Um, before they got pregnant and martin's like why are you watching all these pregnant women i'm like i followed them before i promise mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like i was following tim chaturangsu Mm -hmm. um before i wasn't like religiously watching his content just listening to his podcast every once in a while Mm -hmm. um but then uh when he had his baby and I had been, like, checking in on the pregnancy vlogs every once in a while, but when that baby was born, I just got sucked into it, yeah. man. And I cannot wait for each new daily vlog. It's something about seeing this guy who used to be on, um, oh my god, what was the name of that show with Nick Cannon? Wild and Out. The, like, ro- yes. Something about watching a guy who used to be on Wild and Out, that is, like, sort of the essence of his persona. Not the fact that he was on it, but just, like, the shit that occurs on it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like this like weird sort of Asian um, player type B- dude. Like, that's his persona. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I knew Mario. I knew him from like other stuff. He was in what was the other guy's name? Like Dominic. He was on like America's Best Dance Crew, and he had a YouTube channel. And I think he was with Probably, like he was like with yeah. Ryan, Ryan Higa a lot. And I think that's how I knew mm-hmm. Tim from that. That Asian YouTube crew is tight. It's crazy, man. yeah. They are. And they're all California natives, which is wild. <laughs> but um anyways, yes, Tim and Chia, I mean I love Chia, his wife. She is so real and cute and whatever, and I find it very compa- like she's talking about her episiotomy stitches or whatever, and I just think the more you can talk about a vagina with open honesty, the better. <gasps> Um, yeah, birth content is just so interesting to me. Like, I don't really yeah. want to have a child now, but like, it's just so all the medical shit. That's probably why I follow these medical YouTubers because it's so interesting to me. Yeah, I definitely don't want to have a baby either. <laughs> um, like for sure, one hundred percent at this moment, which was not a thing before. But like seeing he, because you know, especially with the COVID irregularities, like he wasn't allowed in for a while and then when he did get in he like decorated the room with fairy lights to like create a positive vibe and they listened to this like 90s rap playlist while they were chilling and she watched like game of thrones and they had snacks (laughs) and i'm just like oh that's so cute yeah and cool um and then of course i've been getting ever since vlogmas i think i talked about this in an obsessions update i've been watching zoella's content again um and loving it because she's been doing like she did this interview with her therapist recently it was like an hour long and they talked about just the things she's learned from her and whatever she's been seeing her for like four or five years um and I love her house and I love the way she like takes breaks during the day to like rearrange shelves like that's something I'm doing now and it like is doing wonders for my mental health and productivity which is incredible um and then lo and behold she's pregnant now too so that's gonna be a whole thing i'm actually really excited about that because she's someone who has always talked about um her because her anxiety is directly related to like fear of getting sick Mm, interesting okay so as a 
pregnant woman. She's like almost done with her first trimester. And I know she's planning a video about um, talking about dealing with that. Yeah. But that's like so cool and progressive and blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, that's one thing I'm worried about for sure is like, because I have so many stomach issues and when I do have panic attacks, I vomit a lot and it's like, oh my God, I wonder what it's going to be like if I do get pregnant eventually and what the hell is my body going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so that's super interesting. Well, both her and Alfie are planning to like blog specifically about pregnancy, like her, from her perspective with anxiety and then from his perspective as like a partner. Yeah. So even that could be something useful for both you and Martin. <laughs> Yeah, and Forrest. Just to feel and Forrest it, and Molly, too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Even though they Nala both should start a blog. <laughs> no, as Nala, honestly, we should tell them that Nala should start a vlog channel yeah. so that she can give her insight. That's As a pet. Yeah, I think dogs, I watched a video the other day that was like a cat gingerly putting its paws on its pregnant owner, and I was like, ah! <laughs> okay, I've got to move on. Um... I've been, obviously, a lot of drag queen content. I watch Bob the Drag Queen, Trixie Mattel. Honestly, if the lockdown hadn't happened, I don't think the YouTube drag scene would be what it is now. Because um, they don't have gigs to perform at. So they're doing, like, makeup, hilarious makeup challenges, and it's incredible. And I think also, uh, this is the first time I've actually watched RuPaul's Drag Race in real time. Mm. Like, as each episode's coming out. So I'm, like, tuning in to, I follow, like two or three um podcasts and or youtube channels that regularly like they have episodes dedicated to each rupaul episode mm-hmm. so i've got like all this content to go through each week that's what i what i did with wanda so there's that oh juno birch not a drag race person but a drag queen that um gets in full alien drag and plays the sims yep i have seen a couple of those it's amazing. She is one of my favorite people in the world. Oh, my Bachelor content. Okay, so since Chris Harrison outed himself explicitly as a racist. My poor mom met him years um, ago and was so excited. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> she loved him. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Did she read his books? I don't know. Did they expose himself? should find out and report back. No, he wrote, like, sexy novels. Oh, then no. If she, if it was a biography, then yeah. She reads a lot of celebrity biographies. Not that he's not that much of a okay. celebrity, but um, she reads a lot of... No, he writes, he writes sexual then novels. Then no, definitely not. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Um, I got so excited. I mean... But she, no, so I watched... Maybe she has. You can, you can ask her privately about that. <laughs> I do not have her number, but okay. <laughs> Next time we can all go to church mass, I'll ask her oh, for sure. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> um, anyways, so my sister and I have been watching The Bachelor. The Bachelor is something I started watching, like, with friends just to, like, keep touch. But then COVID happened, and that wasn't a thing anymore. And honestly, people went to college, and that wasn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister and I watched this season for whatever reason and found this channel called bachelor fan take which is like this humorous witty beautifully done like take on each episode he does a take on each episode and then he does a a preview breakdown and it's embedded with all of these like scenes from the office and it's so hilarious and also progressive he'll like link to any news that's happening in the community and so we found that just before everything with chris harrison started um So he linked to the full video and said, like, you need to watch this. It's, like, important. So I did. And I was like, holy crap. Like, not only, oh, my God, I can't believe he was so explicit on camera, this guy with media training, but also because the person who was interviewing him is the previous bachelorette who went to law school before her bachelorette career. She is, like, she knows what she's doing, this black woman. And she just let him talk. And she made sure that when they posted that video online, they did not edit it one bit. So he could not say, oh, it's the editing. Yeah. And I think that, because officially I think they've just announced that he is not going to be the host for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can fully credit that to Rachel Lindsay. But um, through that, I found her podcast, 
which is on the Ringers channel, but it's called the Higher Learning Podcast, but I've been watching that too. Um, her and this guy called, named Van Lake, he's a black man who like has worked in the entertainment industry, like entertainment reporting. Love it. Super like woke, but also fun. And yeah, I don't know. I've just been watching like lots of different interviews and takes on how things could have been handled or couldn't have been handled and all this shit. And I've just been really enjoying it. I've also, this is kind of problematic though. I've also been enjoying Hannah Brown's YouTube channel. And I know that she has a racist past too. But I so strongly identify, I don't know, you don't, do you watch The Bachelorette at all? No, not really. I mostly okay. watched it like years ago with my mom, but she's a religious watcher of it. I do not at all. So in Hannah's season, um, this guy who was like super religious that she was super into when it came to uh, Fantasy Suites Week, he basically told her like, if you're having sex with anyone anymore, I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. And she was like, oh my God. And then ended up telling him, I fucked in a windmill, so get the hell out of here or whatever. And when I was younger, I, I didn't, know. I didn't really know what Fantasy Suites were. <laughs> I was like, they can't possibly be having sex. This is a TV show. This is all fake. They're not yeah. having real sex in there. <laughs> but I think, I mean, this is something we've talked about many times before. I think, for me, there's something I find very empowering about a woman within the context of reality TV being her full self and owning it. Yeah. Definitely. For me, it's like a very empowering and fulfilling thing to check into on a regular basis, and she's the 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 source of that for me right now, mm. um, or was for like a day, and then now I'm more embroiled in like the Rachel Lindsay shit. But um, yeah, <laughs> we would um, Let's see if there's where my family lived was like really close to the the Bachelor House or whatever in California. So we'd like drive by it sometimes. <laughs> Why don't they didn't use it this year? They were in like no, because well, because of COVID, they like had to do it. At, I the first season in COVID, they like did it at a hotel or something because then they I don't know it was weird, but they're probably not using it anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I think I can't say enough about Bob the drag queen and sibling rivalry. There's a great video that Bob and Monet did where they follow a Bob Ross tutorial and it's absolute horseshit. Um, just the, the paintings they create, not the tutorial yeah. itself. <laughs> Shout out to Asia, a previous guest with her iced tea buttermilk biscuits channel. Oh, Try Guys. Okay, so I enjoy Try Guys content. I don't keep up with it as much. Obviously I was super into the Eugene coming out thing. Mm. So my sister's a huge fan of the Try Guys. She, like, watches their content immediately as it comes out, listens to their podcast, whatever. I think Miles, do you know who Miles is? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you meant, like, For a friend listener, that we knew, and I was confused at first, but yes, no. I do know. <laughs> He's so employee of the Try Guys. He hosts their podcast, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Chapel Hill area, from Chapel Hill, he went to Montessori School. You didn't know that? No, yes. I didn't. He went to UNC also. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Mm-hmm. So, my sister, I guess, was tuning in on his Twitch stream, and he was taking phone calls. So she called him, and he picked up, and he said he thought it was one of his friends because of the 919 area code. And so she ran into my bedroom. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and she's like, Miles is on the phone. <laughs> He's giving out advice. What should we ask him? And we had this, like, prolonged conversation about how Mary-Kate won't dust anything, even though she, like, set up our bookshelves with knickknacks. Oh, my God. And I was like, I was like, you can do that, but you have to dust. And she doesn't dust. And I was like, how do I get her the motherfucking dust? Wow. And his advice was horrible, frankly. Um, he's an imposter of advice giving. No, I mean, he was like, he was like, get a hand vac. And I was like, she has a hand vac. It's not going to help her issues with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, obviously, so I mean, I shouldn't have, bottom line, I shouldn't have asked Miles Bonsignore about cleaning. Yeah. Um, because he's a man from, who went to Montessori school. So. I've played in that um, playground but, multiple times, but I did not go to that school. <laughs> I've walked through the school. 
but it was it was I bring it up because it was really fun and cool and we talked about Sunrise Biscuit Kitchen and how it's still open but how other we told him about a bunch of shit that's closed down and he was really yeah. sad um and I don't know YouTube is cool man it's like this community that's big and a lot of people see it but it's ultimately like very interpersonal and amazing yeah and I think it's hard to a lot of creators once they get like a big um like team around them and stuff it can be hard to feel more relatable like when back when you know usually every youtuber when they start is making their own content editing their own content etc but i think that mm-hmm. um especially during covid where you get to see a lot of these youtubers with big teams like do stuff themselves again like you get to see a lot more personal kind of stuff and that's been really cool well yeah and seeing people this is why i tuned back into zoella seeing people deal seeing vloggers deal with things social events global happenings in real time can be incredibly therapeutic and i don't think we've got nobody certainly not us in our lifetime have gone through something that is as universal as covid um and as much as it sucks it's been like well yeah it sucks but it is helpful to see other people in other countries or other communities deal with it effectively. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was, I really, as bad as some of the, as bad of some of, as some of the sketches were on SNL those weeks they did it at home, I think that was so cute. Like, I think that there's, su- there's yeah. such a personal thing about seeing, like, people's normal-looking houses or apartments and just... You know, it was just, it, it was definitely a very cool experience. And I, I remember one of the Disney YouTubers I follow, he went live, like, right after they, he was, like, in the parks right after they announced they were going to be closing indefinitely. And it was just, like, super surreal and weird. And, like, all this, there's been so many different, um, different moments like that in YouTube over the course of the pandemic. So, yeah, very man. grateful. It's basically the only content I watch. Like, I really don't watch much TV. Like, Martin and I will watch, like, animation the animated shows like when they come out um like the next day like we watch bob's burgers and family guy and south park but then it's like i don't really watch a lot of tv or anything except marvel content um and youtube is like my main source of entertainment like i really don't watch netflix i don't watch hulu have you still not watched umbrella academy no i don't watch anything brenna you have i'm sorry but as a marvel person you have to watch umbrella academy it is so good as my co-host, you have to watch it. Is that um? I mean, Elliot. I motherfucking told you, that, right? Yes, Elliot Page is in it. Um, so That's is Emmy. I don't know her last name, but I just found out that the that Emmy who plays um, fuck, I don't remember her name in the in the show, but she is in a full on relationship with Davi Diggs from Hamilton because oh, yeah. she was also in Hamilton. And they have been for six years. Yeah, I saw a video and I was like, I didn't know that. that yeah, that's so cute. And my sister was like, yeah, you didn't know that? And I was like, no. Yeah, some no. people just don't share their shit everywhere. It's a, it's a surprising yeah, well, thing nowadays, but. I know. Mm-hmm. Their house is beautiful, mm-hmm. um, by the way. Another thing I watched on YouTube recently. What was I even talking about? Should we talk about, about my original YouTube channel that I had when I was a kid before we finish? <laughs> Yes, please. Please do that. I made a lot of music videos as a child, and I would post them on YouTube. And, I mean, when I say child, I mean teenager, like young teenager. And uh, yeah. before I, I don't think, I'm pretty sure I, like, deleted the whole channel, like, before high school, probably. Um, you just be deleting stuff, Brenna. Well, like, why would I keep that up when I'm going to a new school that I'm going to get ridiculed at, like, for these things? You can private it. Well, yeah, but, like, I had all the videos saved. Like, it's not like I just didn't have them saved anywhere. Like, why would I need that channel? What mm. what, what purpose would that serve? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. One day it could be useful. Who knows? But it was not even my name. It was, like, Golf1221. Like, that's what all my usernames used to be. Like, it was, like... <laughs> so you won't be exposed. <laughs> it was obviously me. Uh, anyway. But, yes, I used to have a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone has, like, an account now. I don't have any videos on it. Yeah, but not everybody. I mean, Brenna and I, this is a thing that I think we, this is, like, one of our most peculiar commonalities is that we like to make 
little videos on iMovie or we liked to make. Yes. I think, but you start in yours. Yeah. I Even like the Twilight ones, I still start in. Because I made them like into music videos. So. And I, I did go through a phase of that myself in my backyard, but I, I think I only edited one. And it was more my siblings in it than me. I would like force them to perform. And it would I think it's, fights. I'm really reliving that with these K-pop videos, definitely. I just filmed, you I are. just filmed my, oh my God. I'm posting my one, my next one tomorrow, but we're recording this like, I don't know, but yes. And so I recorded it on my birthday, um, this past weekend and Mia helped me. Did I not so text cute. you happy birthday? Probably not, but no, maybe you did. I don't know. I, I don't care. No, I added it to my calendar. Really? Because, <laughs> yes. But then I, I like saw it and I was like, nah, I don't need to text her. It's okay. Okay. I, but I thought about you. I honestly like get overwhelmed with like I'm glad that people don't use Facebook as much now because Same. you only get like twelve and like I used to get like hundreds back when people actually used Facebook. So I'm very glad that's not a thing anymore. Like where everyone's But I got <gasps> I mean, don't get me wrong, I would have been depressed if I didn't get texts on my birthday, but I think the reason why my inbox, my text message inbox, whatever you call it, is still at twenty five unread messages is because of my birthday. Yeah. And it's been three months, so. That's why I just don't remember your birthday, you're... so it doesn't matter. I'm just kidding. I know it's in So you're January. welcome. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Anyways, so, yes, I think Yeah. I didn't record myself in my music videos that I posted online. I used downloaded footage from things. Just had to. I mean, I'm sure my, myself. I filmed those everywhere in my goddamn neighborhood. I mean, I'm sure people are like, what is going on? So. I remember them vividly. That was a huge part. And then, like, I would have, I mean, I did ones with Gigi and Ren and um, a bunch mm-hmm. of my other friends. Like, I would always, it was a huge part of, I think it started with that That's... dumbass music video we had to make in eighth grade. I was going to ask if it started with that assignment or not. Because we had, we had an assignment yeah. in eighth grade where we had to make a music video filming ourselves. And that's the guy, a group of guys in our class did the music video. Baby. Tying it back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, and many of these guys ended up playing collegiate sports, actually, which is funny. But... <laughs> <Way to call. laughs> My personal favorite um, was the Mortal Kombat one, which was uh, our favorite boys that we actually still appreciate. <laughs> I don't remember. It was Wait, who? Nico Alejandro and Michael, <laughs> I think. Okay. I remember their music video, but I didn't I think it was I the because mo- they the filmed it because I was at Gigi's house filming ours, and they were filming it at the same time, so... Do we still appreciate them? Because not a single one of those assholes showed up at our reunion. Well, Just saying. I still appreciate their content they post on social media. Uh, That's true. Alejandro posts the best shit. So true. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that might have started it. Because like, we went all in. We did, we did Disturbia by Rihanna. And we used costumes. We like our, our mm-hmm. nun... Our nun principal basically said I looked like I was in an MTV music video because I was, like, pole dancing on a tree. So, you know, we <laughs> killed it. But you didn't get in trouble. No. She, and, well, we also, she also loved, remember our Rube Goldberg machine we made in eighth grade for the science fair that had us ripping off a shirt of a Barbie that was supposed to be Taylor Lautner? And she said she was you Team Jacob. Us, but <laughs> I did not remember that she said she's Team Jacob, but oh my God, what did. a moment. I think she did, but I think we had to, like, I don't know. I don't remember the context of that. But yes, she actually liked it. And I was like, okay. Meanwhile, that bitch got mad at me for wearing a sweatshirt over my untucked polo t-shirt. <laughs> and then also got mad at me when Shane was being an asshole and I drew a mean cartoon of him in Google, not Google Paint, like Word Paint. Microsoft, Microsoft Paint, yeah. Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. Meanwhile, Brenda's pole dancing on a tree and she's fine. I wore, I wore makeup fuck? every single day, and you weren't allowed to, and Miss Deacle was like, you look pretty with that makeup on, and I thought it was condescending, but no, she was just saying it, and I never got in trouble. <laughs> Again, meanwhile, Miss Hollering got mad at me for wearing lipstick, but I wasn't wearing lipstick, I was just flushed. Aw. Oh, ginger. The ginger Serious. flush. <laughs> I, I have the ginger flush, too, even though uh, I'm, I, my skin tone- You're in trouble My for skin it. tone identifies as ginger, but my hair does not. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the best summary of you I've ever heard. My grandmother was a ginger. That's how I have the skin, but none of my other relatives. <laughs> uh, really? Nobody else? No, not none of her she's kids. She's me. Yeah, just my grandma. 
none of her like parents or anything well probably but in my immediate like people i know okay. is my grandma because <laughs> i think it's time to call it a night yeah. um thank you for talking with me about youtube i still wear the mascara that zoella recommended yeah youtube is basically my ago. life at this point so i'm glad we could talk about it and we definitely bonded a lot over it in college for sure which is yeah nice. And as roomies, I guess we were still in college. Then. Well, that's because all we ever did was sit in our room and watch YouTube when we weren't in class, so. Yeah, that's so what I got you for Christmas, was a Dan and Phil calendar. Mm-hmm. And we had, the, I had the Dan and Phil book at one point. I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had it. You probably sold it knowing it. I sold it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, all right. Go watch some YouTube, okay. and we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) 